Good evening. Good evening. This will be brief. This edition of Folks Talking Sports, episode 114. I am, of course, KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review. And joining me will be A.D. Moore from the Admax Corner and Willie Gibson from WTG Sports. We're going to talk some football, but I know Astros fans, don't worry, we'll be done before the game. I think it first pitch is at 7.03, so we'll be done before then. Be right back with this smooth, mellow intro. See you in 20 seconds. Hello, hello, hello. Mr. Moore, there you go. How hey, are you, Mr. sir? I'm doing outstanding, Mr. Gardner. How are you? Outstanding. That's great to hear. Mr. Hey, Moore. Yes, sir. You are A.D. Moore from the Admax Corner. Yeah, I'm absolutely the one, the, the very one, the very, the only, well, yeah, I'm absolutely that person. I'm yeah, that the, person. The one and only, and, and let folks know who are new to you. Uh, what does that entail, yeah. sir? Uh, okay, let's start. Let's get started with X. Um, let me see. That's Eli Musk's one that he dropped forty-four billion on. No, 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 no. What, 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 what do you do? Who do you cover, sir? Who do, Who do cover? I cover? I cover the Houston Texans primarily, and I do a little collegiate football on, on along with covering the Houston Texans on a primary basis, sir. Will you be at Rice this Saturday, sir? I'm putting you on the spot. This coming Saturday, the twenty-eighth. <laughs> Uh, no, I tell you the reason I won't be at Rice because I will be traveling to Carolina to cover the thing because the Texans would take on the Carolina Panthers and I will be in route to that to that venue. So I'll be uh be heading that way. The Rice Isles won't get to see me this week. So, but right. uh, I'm no worries. Sure, I'm pretty sure somebody from the from the from the uh, Houston Round Bar Review Media Group will be able to get there. It's just you are media group now. I. I... Am fortunate enough to that the Houston Round Bar Review is indeed a media group, but I won't be there this Saturday. Rice plays Tulane, 3 p.m. kickoff because I'll be at Fertitta Center watching the Cougs basketball team oh. in the exhibition game. I was hoping that game. I hope I was hoping one of those games would be in the evening, but they're both at three o'clock. So I can't. I cannot split myself in two to be in both spots. But whatever. Right, Miss Wanda. Yeah. Thank you very much. Salute to you. Thank you for your support. As always, she's, she supports the Round Bar Review and watching the shows and the videos and everything like that and buying the merch, too. Speaking of merch, got that Folks Talking Sports that's merch new, right that's there. The, that's the new one, right? Yes, the Folks Talking Sports merch. Okay, yes, sir. all yes. right. Yep, yep. All right. And got Houston Round Bar Review hoodies available as well. Speaking of a hoodie, looks like the man is wearing a hoodie. Going to bring him in, Brother Gibson. Talk some college football. How are you, Brother Gibson? Wonderful gentleman. Hey D. What's oh, up? Man, see you in about see you about two weeks. Uh yeah, give a teak, man. That, yeah, that's it. That's it, man. I'm uh I'm ready to roll, man. I'm ready to roll in there, man. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you bring a hoodie because it's it's that time. Y yeah, well, you know what? I uh hey, I'm he's, hey, he's gonna buy he's gonna buy a round bar of you hoodie. That's what he's gonna do. Hey, uh, Willie, he doesn't hey, know yet, but he's going nah, to he doesn't know, but hey, I'll I'll be representing hey Willie, you know what? Every day I go out there and look, okay, what's the weather? Because you know what? Like when I went to Buffalo a couple of years ago, I was glad that game was in September because it would have been anything past October. I was going heading to Western New up, upstate New York. I'm going like, nah, that's okay. I, I'll stay here. Right, right, right. 
But a uh, couple of things. We're going to talk football, Cooks football, Ohio State football, everything like that momentarily. Something earlier today made me laugh. Okay. Rockets practice mm-hmm. went long. My goodness, it went long. We were, media was said initially, get there at 1145. Then we got word, okay, be there at noon. I got there at noon and waited. 1230 and waited. One o'clock and waited. It was about 1.30 before we got a chance to go into practice and listen to us speak to Coach Udoka and Uncle Jeff and Dylan Brooks. During Coach Udoka's session with us, my man, AD, you know him, Cody Davis. Yeah. And Cody, uh, pretty much going to have him on this coming Saturday on the next edition of Let's Talk Houston Rock with well, another edition because we're going to have one on Tuesday before, before the season opener on Wednesday. Cody asked Coach for an update regarding Tari Eason. Tari Eason, forward, do everything, hustle, everything like that. But he's missed the last few games, preseason practice, with a lower leg issue. Okay? That's pretty much what it was. That's how they termed it to us. Lower leg issue, contusion, whatever. Friday night's game against the Heat, I was asking some of the fellas, so have they said anything about, is it a stress fracture? Is it, I mean, what do we know about this injury? What's going on? Don't know anything. So Cody asked Coach today, any update on Tar East? Coach says, oh, yes, Tar will be out two to three weeks with a stress reaction. Mm-hmm. And that is basically the first step to possibly a stress fracture. So while he's talking, I ask about, you know, stress fracture. Well, he said like two to three weeks, but he didn't say really specific. So I said, what is it? Is it a stress fracture? What is it? So he said, oh, it's a stress reaction. As soon as he said that, nearly every other person who did not have a camera phone went to type an update on their social media platform. Okay. That, that means everybody. I'm the only one holding my camera phone getting more info. So, Coach, is it a stretch? Which leg is it? Um, I'm asking questions about it, but everybody else, print-wise, gotta get, got, gotta be first. Gotta be first. Tari's out two to three weeks with a stress reaction, and I'm like, Coach is not even done giving you information, but y'all gotta type up. Oh, Tari's out two to three weeks. That's where we are now in media. Uh, like he was gonna be injured tomorrow or in ten minutes when you got more information about it. Was it right leg, left leg? I had to ask that question. Some of that didn't, I didn't know. So I wanted to find out. It's left leg. Okay, Coach, thank you very much. And he said, we caught it early. It's a good thing because if he'd have played on it, could have made it worse, could have broken it, and it could have become a stress fracture. But we caught it early. So we evaluated him in two or three weeks, and we'll see how it is. But, man, y'all should have seen it. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Type, 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 type. I'm so like, if, come so on, if Coach. He, if he, if he had made a mistake in between time you hit sin, everybody <laughs> would have been out there with, with erroneous information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. That's, hey, wait, we're not talking about getting right qualified information. We're just talking about being first, whether we right, wrong, indifferent, or otherwise. And and it's been the generations of age experience. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So it wasn't oh, well. new generation or whatever. <laughs> but yes, new, old, experience, inexperience. Almost everybody. Punch it in, punch it in. Gotta type it in. Okay, what up? But yes, Tari will be out. So clearly he won't be playing when the Rockets open the season this Wednesday at Orlando. But I mean, it was just bizarre. But I posted it, the video of it on YouTube as a short AD. So, you know, got to gotta give it the program. So it's on the Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Brother Gibson is also on threads at Houston Round Bar Review. Mm-hmm. TikTok, Houston Round Bar Review. And of course, on the gram, Houston Round Bar Review. The video of it. So you can hear him answering the questions that I ask about Tar Eason. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Let us talk some football. <clears throat> Mr. Gibbs, we're going to talk about the Buckeyes in a second, make, make you and Corey happy. <laughs> I want to talk about the Houston Cougars. My I alma mater. I need to see Andy. Yeah, yeah he really? was close. He was close. Well, I was, well uh, he, things look good. Okay, third quarter, late third quarter, whatever. First quarter, first part, second quarter, 21 nothing. Doesn't look good at all. <clears throat> but they tied it up, only lost by seven. A bad call, bad spot by the official. Stacy Snee was almost at the eight yard line rather than the nine yard line. And yet somehow he was fighting close to the 10 yard line. But <clears throat> that was a horrible call, horrible spot. The Cougs lost by seven. So the gamblers, the betters were wrong. Betting line was 22 and a half, 23 and a half. So the Cougs lost by seven. If you believe in more victories, Cougs got that. I don't believe in that. They played well. What it did to me, what Saturday's performance did to me is set the bar for expectations. I'm like, well, y'all played as well, but the second through fourth quarter, next Saturday against K-State, this is what I expect to see from the opening kickoff. This is what I expect to see. Something, hey, more victory. Dana's going to be back next year with better players on one and up, but we're going to turn things around. It's going forward. Hey, we got the right man for the job. I mind you, after getting waxed by Texas Tech three weeks ago, before bye week, it was so bad, folks were joking that the bye week would beat the Cougs. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The Cougs won't lose this weekend because they're off. Have they come from behind win over West Virginia at home on a last second Hail Mary? Lose by seven Saturday to the Longhorns. Com- battled, competed, which surprised some folks, me included. I thought they'd get waxed. I was less impressed with the Longhorns. Secondary was trash. But I found out that they're missing like three key players in secondary. That helps. But you're going from picking the bye week to now Dana's come back. We're Things are turning around, man. We got the right man in charge and all those things. Say what? <laughs> Say what? Oh, wait a minute. Are you talking? Are you talking? Well, we're talking about the same team that had to call back to back timeouts because you had 12 people on the field on consecutive defensive and, plays. And no one knew called timeout. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And no one knew. Because, we still, this is this the team. This is the team we're talking about. And so when you really needed another timeout at that fourth and inches, and, and for the life of me, you didn't call a RPO to give this kid a chance. Coach, I think your starting quarterback is what, 6'4? Six, 6'5. Six, six, five, two, four. Six, five. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me give him his full dimensions. And you couldn't pick up a few inches on fourth and what? And then you call that play on fourth and, and inches? And apparently, gentlemen, Gus may bring Gus's comment up here, but apparently I was told 
Dana thought it was fourth and two. That's why he called that pass out. He didn't think it was fourth and two. He thought it was fourth and two. Hmm. That's what I was told after oh, the game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. So, so hold that thought. But look at this, AD. This comment here. So yes. top, top five in the top five in the Big 12? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm ordering that myself. Top oh. five program in a few years. And, and what is a few? Yeah. Is that three, five, ten? What is that? And let me be clear, everyone. If you're tuning in, watching us on Facebook, YouTube, I am a proud U.S. alum. So it's not like, what, what, Chris? What are you talking about? You're just hating on Dana. You're, I have high standards. Okay, I call it like I see it. So miss me with this. We're turning things around, and what? What? Heck. Two, after game two, there were some folks questioning whether Donovan Smith should be the starting quarterback. Give the backup guy a chance. Now he's played well the last two weeks, looked very good after a very slow start against Texas in that first quarter. These slow starts got to stop, got to stop. If you want to be a good team, getting down 21 nothing to Texas, 28 nothing to Rice, cannot happen. This cannot happen, but it has happened. That needs to stop. Especially, Willie, if you're going to be a top five program in a few years. But <clears throat> I digress. Tony Ems, Tony T. Tony come, coming from the top rope, top five in Houston. <laughs> coming from the these skills coming. I know these skills got some. He got to be coming. He might be watching Astro. He might be at the game. I'm not sure. Yeah. Admit it, made. But I say all those things. Gentlemen, let me pull this up. Got a slide. I made a slide. Some of the info was courtesy of my man, Ryan Monso at gocoogs.com, who was kind enough to have me on his show, on his website, part of a get, get to know the media that covers the Cougs. I was part of that. Andy was young man, Stan Leonard from the Daily Cougars, part of it as well. So that my segment is on my channel at Houston Round Bar Review. So you check that out. Learn some stuff about me you may, may not have known. But info, I asked Ryan what's Dana's record versus winning teams and teams under 500. Check this out. <clears throat> Dana's record mm. versus teams with winning <clears throat> record was 8-18 eight entering this season. All right? This season, beat West Virginia, who was 4-1 at the time, lost to the Cougs by two in that Hail Mary, and then lost to Oak State at home, got run over. By Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State Saturday almost put up 300 yards rushing. But then lost to Texas yesterday. Longhorns 5 1 at the time. So now Dana's 9 and 19 versus team with winning records. The winner over UTSA, obviously, season opener, 0 and 0. Okay. So is this a, just Houston or is this career? Houston. It's, okay, this is Houston. Houston. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Next. Versus losing record, team with losing records, 19 and 2 coming into the season. Lost to Rice. I was where 0 and 1. B Sam Houston State, 0 and 2 at the time. Lost TCU, who was 1 and 1 at the time. They're now 4 and 4 after TCU got just stomped on by K State 41 3 yesterday. Lost to Texas Tech, who was 1 and 3 at the time. All right. So that's kind of not very good, Dana. You're beginning to lose teams with losing records, <laughs> okay? But you're now 20 and five versus teams with losing records. Here, here are the records of the Cougs' opponents to date. To date, 
UTSA four and three. They won, I think, three in a row. Rice four and three. Sam Houston move up to yeah. They had yeah, one game. They still trying to. As he knows, as yeah, the they, alum knows, he yeah, as the alum eight. knows. Yes, zero and seven. TCU four and four. Texas Tech three and five. West Virginia four and three. Horn six and one. K State five and two. Baylor three and four. Cincinnati two and five. Oak State five and two. UCF three and four. Who's got five games left, gentlemen? Start with K State. What what say you? What will the, how will the Cougs finish? Currently three and four. Five games left. Two teams with winning records remaining. Three teams with losing records remaining. What say you, Gus, Tony M, Corey, Miss Wanda? What say you, AD Willett? What say you? I think I, they'll win three games and manage to get to a bowl game. Six and six, Mr. Gibson. Five and seven. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Corey, Corey, with the elbow from the top rope, he goes one and four. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, but Willie, you said five and seven, so that means two and three. Yep. So who was the third loss? Uh, I see them losing to – Dave Aranda has some work to do, so I'm going to say they lose to Baylor. Some folks think you might be right. Yep. Gus, Gus, with the obvious ones, six and six with the wins over the teams with losing records. Okay. <clears throat> Five and seven, six and six. Saying so, all okay. this. Go ahead, Willie. Go ahead. So he was 10 and two two years ago. Then he was eight and five last year. So six and six. But they're yes. turning it around. Yes. Going in the right direction. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I was clear. Got yes. it. You That's the rationale. Yep. But you're stepping up. But you. But the, I guess because you stepped up to the Big Twelve, uh, you know, a Power Five ranking conference. I guess that that gives you a. I guess in in this equation, you figure because you stepped up to the uh, to the a Power Five ranking Big Twelve that that probably is, that's a minus two for games now. Is that I'm. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm just trying to understand this equation. Yeah, Corey says maybe two and three. You don't see the Cougs beating K State, Oak State, or UCF on the road. Miss Wanda, who is a diehard UH supporter, five and seven. Apollo says I doubt they become bowl eligible. Yeah. <clears throat> Gus says you Willie doesn't your first year. This is what AD was touching on. Doesn't your first year in the Big Twelve mean Dana gets to start over? But you were turning it in the right direction prior to your first year in the Big 12. So if you start over, that means you go back to zero. So you lose all this traction and all this momentum and all this positivity that you work towards. No, no. Mm -mm. Because I also go back to a comment I heard that eight and four gets you fired. And we're Correct. going 10 and two, eight and five, and at best six and six, but and you're I still here. And I and I go with this. Dana TCU's defense is this season is really really bad. The Cougs scored no offensive touchdowns against TCU. They scored thirteen points. The one TD was a kick return. West Virginia's defense. Cougs scored forty one. Texas Tech, Texas Tech has, has a losing record, and they stomped the Cougars. 
after those two losses, Dana said, we just wore down in the second half. This is Big 12 football. <laughs> they played well against the Longhorns. We almost took down Mighty Texas. Hold up, Dana. You said after the losses to two inferior teams to Texas that you wore down in the second half. But you battled the Longhorns. We almost took down Mighty Texas. I, I'm confused. I thought these players wore down and they just weren't ready for the Big 12. You know, the roster that you yourself put together, which a lot of fans pointed out to him for saying that comment after Texas Tech. Now some of these same fans, oh, we got the right man for the job now. What? <laughs> huh? Oh, this is a new name I haven't seen. Welcome what? to the show. Dizzy Busy. I like that. Dizzy Busy. Five and seven. Well, Chris, wait a minute. Hold up. Maybe I, I just I mean I just I just went back and did looked at the analysis again, looked at the equation. Because the Vaunted Texas Longhorns are now going to the SEC, does that make that loss I'm does that make that loss more significant? Because they going to the SEC. So really they stayed on the field with an SEC team. Is, is that what somebody's I mean, equation? That's, that's part of the equation, I'm sure. Wow. I'm saying, I'm just, the Cougs are three and four. You are what your record says you are. The yeah, three and well, four. That's what D'Amico Ryan said in the, in his comment uh, last week when we met with the media going on in bye week. Everybody was, he said, yeah. He said, I reckon, we are what our records say we are. We're three and three. He said, you "Yeah, know, that was some games we probably should have lost that we did, but we won." And he said, "We could have won and could have lost some games we won, but you know, our record is what we it is what we say we are. We're, the Texans are three and three. So Corey uh, says right here, Willie, <clears throat> we lost to Rice. That's the only thing that should be remembered. That's embarrassing. And after that game, Dana said his players did not have the will to win in overtime." Okay. This is the same coach. Some of y'all have done a 180 about want to bring him back. He tossed players under the bus after the loss to Rice, which Nelson Season said after when he heard about those comments. Oh, no, I, I don't agree with that at all. We had the will to win. Then he said, after losing to TCU and Texas Tech, we wore down in the second half because this is Big 12 football. But you have a Gritty, come from behind, win over West Virginia, thanks to the offense, because the defense, boy, give up that fourth and 10 after the 50 for, for a touchdown. <clears throat> I mean, come on there. But, hey, you fought hard against the mighty Longhorns, who, and let me read this, Kirk Bowles for the Austin American Statesman, covered the Longhorns for years. Some of his comments in his column <clears throat> makes you wonder. Let's see if I can pull it up. He said basically the Longhorns secondary was banged up. Issues there. That's a concern. The Cougs wide receivers just whoever they wanted against the Longhorns secondary. Problem number two. The Longhorns are suddenly very, very vulnerable in the secondary. Sure, no one can run on them, 
save OU quarterback Dylan Gabriel, but teams can pass on them at will. But well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. In the first half, were we watching the same game because the 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 announcers were were, were heralding the, how great this secondary was in the long haul. How great oh, these yes. Guys, how great these guys were. You know they, how you know they would like own like uh, fly paper with these receivers. Which which is surprising because Mr. Bowles says this. It doesn't help when cornerback Ryan Watts and safety Jalen Catalan didn't play a snap. I was going to ask you about Ryan Watts. That was I was waiting to yes. play. Okay, they didn't, didn't play, play yesterday. Oh, and nickelback J.D. Barron set out the first half with an injury, but before battling back in the second half. So the Longhorns are dealing with injuries to, to the secondary, which the Cougs, to their credit, took advantage of with the receivers. Game turned, in my opinion, when Steve Sarkeesian had that just awful fake field goal call with a chance to go up 24-7. Willie, mm-hmm. did, did, have you seen it? Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Snap to the holder. Holder tosses the ball to the kicker mm-hmm. to his left. They need like six yards. Okay. Okay. So snap to the holder, pass to the kicker. How many kickers do you know are going to pick up six yards? Not a lot. So as soon as the play began, it was doomed from the start. Could stop them. They got the momentum. Instead of going down 24-7, they were down 21-14 at halftime. To your point, what you just said, how many kickers were gain six yards? You know what that play call tells me? Steve Sarkeesian didn't respect his opponent. I, that's what I thought right there. Yep. <clears throat> well, because you're right. What kicker is going to gain one or two, three, perhaps six? Yep. He didn't respect his opponent. Well, he had man. Come on, if you after the Willie after that first quarter, I mean, they were up to what twenty-one nothing. The way yep. they it were was, scoring, the way they were scoring at the, end of the first. And then twenty-one nothing early in the yeah. second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. After at the way the way they were walking up and down the field. You you thought that you thought that they had sort of brought the uh, Texas bubble and put a place to right there at TDECU Stadium. Mm-hmm. The way they 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 really took they were just like having pass. This was this was like seven on seven drill. The way they were yeah. going up and down the field, it was just that bad, man. It, it, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there going like, y'all, you know, I remember hearing will uh, will the Cougars fans show up? All this you know other stuff. What's going to happen? And I'm watching these guys perform, and I'm going like, "Yeah, I hope y'all know what time the kickoff was." Kickoff and see, was at yeah, three and o'clock. see that goes back to one of my things about the slow starts on offense and defense. You can't do that. This game was y'all were hyped up. It was sold out crowd, forty-two eight twelve, second largest, missing by ten, to the game against Louisville and Lamar Jackson from a few years ago. But Sark went for it. As Corey said, five or six times on fourth down, he didn't respect Houston at all. Mm-hmm. But he kept giving them a he, – he was – he didn't respect Houston. His And his play calls on fourth down were kind of strange as well. Like, yeah, let's try this. That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. He's, you know, yeah. he's, he's preparing for Texas A&M. He's preparing for a potential playoff game. He's like, let me see if this works. Keep it on film and give – 
feature up on this. Yeah, give somebody, give somebody else an opportunity. He just yeah, something he, to you know he, think about. Yeah, he yeah. putting subterfuge out there on the film, so give just get make make a coach spend an extra what another several plays, several minutes, or hours trying to dissect something so they got to write something else down. Exactly. So the, the Cougs made some adjustments defensively, which is a good thing after giving up twenty one points. Combined with the Longhorns to start Sark taking the foot off the gas. Combined with Donovan Smith playing much better than letting Donovan Smith be Donovan Smith. The 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 short passes work, middle of the field passes work. <clears throat> that helped with the Longhorn secondary being injured. But hey, that's part of it. The play calls worked. Heck, the first play for the Cougs in the first quarter was a great play call. Donovan Smith passed to Samuel Brown deep down the field, and Brown dropped the ball. Hit him dead in his hands. Man, I don't know what happened here. It hit him dead in his hands. Jumped up, and the ball, he was losing the ball before he came back down to the grounds. And that's oh yeah, that's the most he reliable a, receiver. Yeah, wait, that's where he high-pointed that ball. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, so that took the life out of the offense for, for a little bit. And they, I think, put up, what, 13 or 15 total yards in the first quarter. That's, that's, that's horrible. As Gus points out here with a question, will Houston start playing some Big Ten teams now that they are Power Five? If UH beats low-level Big Ten teams, does that help at all? No. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. Maybe Northwestern, maybe? Maybe. On a down year, maybe. maybe. That's the one. And that helps That helps Dana's people, but it doesn't change anything. You know, Iowa can't – Iowa put up a, a mighty total of two yards in the second half yesterday against Minnesota. This is, how, this is how two. dire things are in Iowa. Iowa's offensive coordinator, who, by the way, is the coach's son, Yes, I'll leave that there. Um, you mean you you're talking about his last name is Friends? Uh, Ferentz. Yeah, Ferentz. Yes. Oh, that, yep. that. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. The, the coach of the offensive coordinator, same last name. Hmm. But uh, is he, he has the a contract? Is he the head coach in waiting? Uh, he's the coach waiting to be relieved of his duties after Thanksgiving. But he got a. He got a. Talk about the contract clause. Yeah, the contract clause. He has to win eight games, which possible, and average 25 points a game. So they've been winning until yesterday, mm-hmm. but they haven't been scoring 25 points a game. So conceivably, this team can win eight games, mm-hmm. but not average 25 points a game, and he could lose his job. He will lose his job, and his dad in protest will probably walk out the door right behind him. I think they have to finish the season averaging almost 40 points a game to, to get to 25. Yeah. Yep. That's not going to happen. No, not going to happen. Big Ten football, Brother Gibson. Yes, sir. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a bad, bad man. Yes, sir. <laughs> is, is he all the offense y'all got? No. 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 Are you sure? How about the quarterback play? No. I mean, Marvin had what? 11 for 162 yesterday. Mm-hmm. But no, no. He played the number one defense in the country yesterday. Okay. So, no, no, no. Um, Penn State, to their credit, I mean, they came in here and, and battled. And, and I knew, we knew that that, that wasn't going to be a pushover. That James Franklin 
But I, I, you know where I'm going record. with this, right, sir? Sir, sir. You know where I'm going, right? I'm, I'm waiting on it. Okay, I'll stop. Come on. Okay. Can their offense compete with that man who's probably going to be gone after this season, coaching the team up north? Um, As long as they no longer uh, do what they've been doing to get their second NCAA investigation of the season. Sure. Uh, Mr. Gibson. Maybe. Yes. All right. Corey, Will, what do you think, Corey? Team up north can put up points. What? I mean, and what's stop, this? folks. You got any better insight into what this quote unquote is? This the is this is this what what's cheating scam? I mean, how how bad can you be cheating on this to, to cause this type of investigation? Or is no. the NC two A just so much into Michigan that team up north? I know you don't say the word, I understand, but I, I can say it. Yeah, let me say it. it for let me say it for you. <laughs> I mean, that team up in Ann Arbor are they so are they so? A fixated fixture in the NCAA enforcement division now that that they a cheating scandal a low a low life staffer is now suspended because sound like a Bill Belichick type deal was he what, what was he doing taking a camera and, and I mean really well yeah here here's the thing um, NCAA has outlawed in person scouting since 1994 you can scout on film you can exchange tape you cannot attend a game in person to scout a future opponent. And I'll go back to 2020. In 2020, which some people call the COVID year, and it was the COVID year, um, Jim Harbaugh was on super thin ice. Mm -hmm. And to the point where on Tuesday of the rival game, it was announced that Michigan could not field a team due to COVID restrictions, and they would not be coming to Columbus on Saturday. So on Tuesday, they said we can't play on Saturday due to our COVID numbers. Okay. Now, I say that because had he lost that game, was a high probability that he wouldn't be back. Now, they couldn't. They said on Tuesday they couldn't play on Saturday, but on Sunday, somehow, they were able to field a full team for practice and weightlifting sessions. I'll leave that there. Mm -hmm. um, and the two subsequent years since, they've beaten Ohio State, whereas before the previous seven, he couldn't beat Ohio State. What's Correct. different? Oh, in the last two years, and kudos to Graciano to uh, bring this to the forefront because he, uh, during his halftime interview a couple weeks ago, said something's not right and we'll get to the bottom of it, and he wouldn't elaborate. But subsequently, since then, now the NCAA is investigating Michigan. And, so, and I'll say this. If there's no truth to the scenario, why are you suspending the person that allegedly has been doing this? Dude, I mean, okay, so the question... Corey, Corey, has, Corey has this statement right here. The team up north hasn't played a team with a pulse on offense or defense yet. I was going to get to that, but yes, he's right. But to, to your point, let me go back to, 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 to AD's question. You can't scout in person. Right. They've been sending this person on their staff to scout in person. What you do, what he's been doing is filming the play, filming the signal on the sideline. So now you have the signal, then you watch the play. Okay, so when they signal Whatever. X, they're yeah. going to the flatten the zone. 
mm-hmm. on this play, and that's illegal. And again, Jeff Harbaugh has the blanket statement. You know, I had no knowledge of this. That's that's wrong on two fronts. One, if you didn't know about it, you have lost institutional control of your program. Right. And if you did know, which some tend to believe that he did, then that's worse because you coached it. Either you allow it or you coach it. And he's coached. So if he if he knew about it and he just allowed it to go on, then he's culpable. And again, that goes back to this is the second NCAA investigation of the season. Remember, he has self-imposed a three-game suspension on himself because of the first NCAA investigation of this season. That, so, he did, that he did that he did not he did he did not cooperate with the investigation at all he, yeah yeah okay let's state that he did not cooperate with the ncaa investigative team at all he basically told him to go pound sand basically this is and, and agreed <clears throat> that's why i go back to what i said initially this will be his last game coaching at the team up north mm-hmm. so he's going to dare everybody yeah, we're cheating. We're going to beat them for the third straight year. Then I'm going to quit. I could take the game away from us after I leave, but whatever. I'm going to get Ryan Day fired because I'm going to beat his behind three times straight. <clears throat> How about that? Here's the thing. Here's the thing with, with Jim Harper. He's disrespected that program from the time he came back. Um, There's a few years back that he interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings on National Signing Day. Yes. Who does that? Yep. You're signing – High school kids to come play for your university and you're interviewing for an NFL job on that day? No secret. Wasn't a you know airport hangar and we're at the airport Marriott and then no, everyone's common knowledge. He interviewed for the Vikings head coaching job on national signing day. That's about as that's about as bad as a senator from Alabama who was a coach at another team and was meeting with some recruits and actually left left dinner and went went pursuing another coaching job. He mm-hmm. happened to be a senator for the state, a U.S. senator in the state of Alabama now. Yeah, him. I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all figure that one out. Yeah. Okay. Corey, I did. Have you, yes, yes, I did see that. I did see that photo. I, I yep. missed that, but yeah, have you seen the pictures of the guy who allegedly standing right next to the OC and DC throughout the game with a sheet of papers in his hand? Yep. I've never seen an analyst stand next to both. Yeah, I did see that. But they have no knowledge of it. Game day, he's on the field. An analyst, which analysts aren't on the field on game day one. Two, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll set it up. Well, have, here's, the, here's the question. If, if you're not allowed to be scouting in person, at these respective games that where he's allegedly supposed to be at, has anybody actually spotted him at those games with camera in hand or something scouting or doing what scouts normally do? Well, there's been word circulating for a while. Okay, okay. has been going on. Shiano just kind of let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. So there's been common knowledge for the last couple of years that, you know, nothing concrete that you could say, gotcha, this is it. But there's been rumblings for about two years now. Well, fair fair enough. The team up north, like I said, he'll be gone in a few months. He clearly he doesn't care. He doesn't no. care who gets in trouble. Who, he, he doesn't care who know, who knows. 
about what they're doing. What goes to a point of mine, what can the NCAA do about this? Well, the rule's been in place for almost 30 years. He's, you know, what can they do? You know, strengthen, you know, the, the penalty uh, for it. I don't even know what the penalty is, to be truthful. Just this is the first investigation I'm hearing of it. I'm, mm -hmm. I mean, am I naive to think that this is the this is an isolated incident? Probably not. No, I'm not. Um, what can they do? Make an example. Make this man. But like you said, is he really going to be the example? Because he's out of here. He, he, right. You know, to quote Craig Mack, he won't be around next year. Yeah. He, so, so, yeah, no. he doesn't care. He, he doesn't he's care. Got, he's got, he almost has both feet out the door. Yeah. <laughs> he does not care. Yep. Shifting gears. <clears throat> Big 12 had their hoops media day Tuesday and Wednesday. On Wednesday, Oklahoma State coach Mike Boynton had a sit down. Well, part of his Q&As were to get his thoughts on basically, not basically, Oklahoma State being the only school team involved in the quote-unquote scandal, the FBI scandal investigation that got a postseason ban. Kansas was the final school that the IARP, which remember years ago, was going to drop the hammer on these programs for this, this scandal that is just wreaking havoc in men's college basketball. Only one team received the postseason ban. KU got a probation, but all they got, they lost their records and their final four appearance, blah, 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 whatever. And it ruined, it, it hurt, it damaged Bill Self's reputation. Did y'all feel the pain? Did y'all hurt in your heart when Bill said that? I mean, did you did you kind of like, oh, Bill, I, I feel your pain, Coach. I but I say all this, Coach Boyden, he said, look, yeah, it bothers me. We're the only team that got a postseason ban. I'd like to receive an apology. I'm not expecting to get one. But if rules were broken, there needs to be some accountability. Period. Your thoughts on that? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, on both points. Yes, there should be some accountability. But as Coach Boyden said, don't hold your breath for that apology. Because NCAA or accepting uh, responsibility and admitting wrongdoing? Nah. Here's it, yeah. the question. How many, how many NCAA uh, championships has Oklahoma State basketball won in the say, last 10 years? Oh, Oh, none. Zero. Yeah, no. How many? No. Zero. How many is Kansas? How many is, is, is Kansas one? Last 10 years. Two? One or two? Yeah. yeah. And they've been a perennial, they've been a perennial, what, top five program recruiting and otherwise? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're the yeah, they're 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 considered the, the, the bellwether. They're yeah, one of the, the of the big twelve and yeah, yeah, one of the blue bloods of men's hoops. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Okay. Enough said. I answer. I mean, are we really are we really that naive to think that's oh. why Oklahoma State got got a got a penalty, a no a no claw. I mean, a you know a prohibition against playing postseason. And, um, really? Come on. But Mr. Gibson, Mr. Moore, 
it's about the well-being of the student assets. Oh, I did it again. The student athletes. It's about what's best for them. We believe in integrity. We always want our programs to follow the letter of the law and do what's right. How many T's in in, are in integrity? Are you asking them to spell it? No, I'm just asking how many T's are in the word integrity. What is it, two? Right? Yeah. 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 One less yeah. one lesson to tell the truth, right? Well, see, now y'all talking about the, the mighty, mighty NCAA. You know, it's they don't do anything that. wrong. Right. What's the great line from Tarkanian? Talk to Shark. The NCAA oh. got so mad at at what was it, Kentucky? They put us Cleveland State. Yeah, yeah. Which the, is, the, I guess, the, parallel now. The, the, the billion-dollar so nonprofit. Kansas, they put yeah. us Oklahoma State. The billion-dollar nonprofit is how I like to, what I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they were so mad at KU, they put us Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, well. Well. But nobody's being cynical on folks on folks folks talking sports, right? No, no, no. Never here. Nobody's never being cynical oh, about no, this, right? No, we, we don't do no. that at all. No, oh, okay, all right. Not at all. Not at all. No, and there's no dripping sarcasm, none whatsoever. But would I do that? Would I? No, sir. I would never do that. Mister Gibson, who does the Buckeyes have next? At Wisconsin, Saturday night, prime time. Ooh. On what what network? I think that's an NBC game, if I remember properly. All right. In these final moments of episode 114 of Folks Talking Sports, I don't remember the writer, but someone wrote maybe Friday or Saturday preview of the Penn State Buckeyes game would be the last important regular season college football game. The person who was saying this wrote this because with the expanded playoff, the expanded playoff is going to reduce the importance of the regular season. Hmm. I'm going to combine everything. Gentlemen, what sport is the most popular sport in America? Football. Football. College which, football, to be specific. College. TV well, ratings. Which one? NFL? Well, Let's go. Let's go with the NFL. Yeah, it's NFL, and that's okay. that's Fox, by the way. That's Fox prime time on Fox. Okay, Fox State, Wisconsin. So it's the NFL top ratings. Yeah. Well, the top seventy-five. If you pick a hundred TV programs, NFL's got almost all of them, mm-hmm. or college football. So one or the other. Mm-hmm. The NFL playoff teams have made NFL teams have made the playoffs with. 500 or under 500 records. It doesn't seem to hurt their ratings if you have too many. And they're adding games to the regular season, Mr. Moore, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't seen to hurt their, their ratings. Only, so, only, only thing it is actually only, and, I, and, I, and I, I've stated this on more than one occasion, the fact that they've expanded the regular season by one game is that by time you don't start seeing what I call real NFL football until the end of September, because those three 
those three preseason games, none of the starters are playing a little or none, none of them. And they'll come in for maybe a series in the third ball game. And they use the first four regular season games as an extension of the preseason game. And people are playing, they playing a good hard earned money watching regular season football, but really you're seeing the extension of the preseason within the, that first, at least that first three games, if not the first four games, the month of September is just an extension of the preseason. That's right. just the way I look at it. Right. Agreed. And yet, Ratings haven't suffered. No. So why would why would ratings? America loves football, pro and college. America loves betting. Okay. Well, yes, that that too. But in terms of, it's going to just diminish the importance of the regular season in college football. Give me a no. break. No. Give me a break. No, I I guarantee you, I will I would love to go back and see what the rating numbers were for the Ohio State Penn State game. I would love to. I would love to see the rating. Oh, they're, numbers. yeah, they're probably out. If not today, I, I, they'll be out tomorrow. Yeah, I'd love to see the rating numbers on Utah USC game last night. Okay, just just go back, go back in those those quote unquote. I would love to see the rating numbers of the Texas and U of H game, and that was a three o'clock. That was a three o'clock kick. When yeah. you go back and look at the rating numbers, I guarantee you that folks that there's there's there has not been a weaning. Of folks wanting to see that could not get in the stadium that did not want to see those games, and I'm just talking those particular ones. You know, America loves football. Second highest audience in Fox football history, college football history, nine point nine million for the which game? Ohio State, State Penn State game. Oh, the, the no, people. scratch that. Nope, that's wrong. They're not out yet. Pull yeah. that back. That the, I wrong, that's wrong. It'll probably be tomorrow. For, It'll be yeah. tomorrow. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. All right. Wrapping it up here. I just was able to find it. Oh, that's not right. I'm trying to find the odds for Coog's K-State game. Let me see the betting odds. Uh, looks like K-State minus 16 and a half. Ooh. Corey, Tony, Wanda, K-State, Houston at K-State, 11 a.m., Kickoff game on ESPN two. K State is favored by sixteen and a half, according to I won't say who because they're not paying us. So, um, which they could if they wanted to. I don't mind taking some, um, have advertisers betting advertisers on the show. But yeah, that's one line I I found sixteen and a half. Yep, sixteen and a half seems to be the consensus right now. K State minus sixteen and a half. What say you, Willie? Would K State cover that 16 and a half? At K State, 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, before you make predict, before you before you pick, yeah. Keep in mind, Dana Hogerson has things turned around the right direction now. Okay. Oh, well then yeah, they'll cover. He's right at the ship. You push me over the edge. Yep, they'll cover it. <laughs> That's so cynical. That's so cynical. That's so cynical. Come on, Willie Like like I said earlier in the show, what the the offense did against the Longhorns, I want to see that Saturday against K-State. I don't want to see a first half of 40 yards total. You know, or or less, uh, less than a hundred total yards offensively. Uh, you set well, the bar. 
it's up for you to do this for the rest of the season. Well, I would hope that the, I would hope that the communication issue will be resolved with the defense, defensive side of the ball, which you won't consecutive two plays in a row have 12 people on the field. I, I, I mean, I just hope that they get that issue resolved. At least get that resolved. And to that as well, let's not see the defense give up 14 unanswered in the first quarter or the Houston get down 21 nothing, or 28 nothing, or whatever. The bar has been set. Apparently, y'all can play well. Y'all can play well in the second half of Big 12 games, much to the shock and dismay of your head coach. So let's see what they do on the road at K-State this Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN2. Mr. Moore. Yes, sir. Let's see if I can get this to work correctly. How can folks find you on the interwebs, sir? And I'm going to give you the the big screen. You got it, sir. Well, you can catch me uh, on on uh, Eli Musk. You know his his revenue producing X, which is now Twitter, Twitter, which is X at ad underscore more sixty four. You can catch me on the Ad Max Corner YouTube channel. You can also catch me on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. You can catch me on the Ad Max Corner Instagram page as well. And I'm, I mean, all of that, uh, I'm running that and about to add threads to it. I just haven't. It's already, it's there sitting there waiting on me to set it up. But, uh, and by the way, if you, I know the folks is, uh, that subscribe to the Folks Talking Sports yeah, just jump on over there to the Ed Max Corner YouTube channel and just sub- subscribe as, as well as. And I realized that, you know, I, the reason we use the uh, Houston Roundball Review YouTube channel because you don't had over four million views on that channel since this since this exception. So we utilize that plus my Facebook page and sometimes I use X. So the, that's where you can catch me at all those different locales right now. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity. And as uh, Willie Gibson stated, I'm looking forward to catching him. I'm, I doubt if I'm going to be walking into the stadium and all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 Willie, that, that was like, that was like, what was that? That was last year. We didn't just walk in the stadium. I'm going like, wait a minute. Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 He blew my cover. He blew my cover. <laughs> Willie Gibson, you got it, man. All right. Um, Thank you for the opportunity as well. Um, you can find me on, I'm still old school. I'm, I'm a contrarian. It's Twitter. And I don't think I'm going to pay that man a dollar either, but that's another story. Um, you'll find me on Twitter at uh, Little Old Sports as well as Facebook and uh, IG and Threads. It's all right there. He, he's exactly right. Will Gibson 7 on Twitter, Facebook, IG, and Threads at Will Know Sports. And I am KG, Chris Garden of the Houston Round Bar View. Folks Talking Sports for this show website, because Folks Talking Sports is part of the Houston Round Bar View umbrella. You can go to Linktree, forward slash Houston Round Bar View, get all the info, the links to the merch and everything like that. Follow both platforms, Folks Talking Sports and Houston Round Bar View. Thank you for taking time joining us this evening to discuss sports with you. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week. 
Mr. Moore will be from Carolina for the AdMax Corner. Absolutely. I look forward to that. So, Brother Gibson, see you next Sunday. Yes, sir. All right. So let me thank everybody for chiming in, joining us. Corey Miller, Gus, Miss Wanda, Demerick. I need to ask him how to pronounce it. Demerick or Demerack? Let me know. Dizzy Busy, thank you for chiming in. Thank you for giving me my that uh like my Minnesota. Minnesota comment there. Everyone, tell your friends about Folks Talking Sports. Tell your friends about the Houston Round Ball Review. And for those who are new who may not know, the Houston Round Ball Review since 1994. Local name, global perspective. Take care. Peace. <laughs>